Hey, students, happy Monday. You're listening to Answers to Gospel Questions with me, Brother Lawson, and Brother Wing. How are you, Brother Wing? Oh, I'm doing all right. You know, over the weekend, I made pancakes for my family. Yeah. And they really were the worst pancakes I've ever made. How do you mess up pancakes? I know. I, I, I had never messed them up before. And I don't really know how exactly I messed them up, but they were. My sister was in town and she can cook anything. Like she's pretty amazing with that. And, but she was merciful and kind. And she said to me, Jesus is bigger than your mistakes. <laughs> did, did you make them from scratch or did you use the pancake mix? Uh, I made them from scratch. Oh, okay. You can yeah. mess them up then. Why don't you just use the mix? You go, I mean, that'll save you some some heartache and grief in the future. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, those are pretty easy, but you know, I try to make the healthy kind. Oh, there's healthy pancakes. All right. That's good. Um, I think in college I lived off of pancakes for, I mean, you buy a big old thing of pancake mix and eat pancakes all the way through college. There's a little tip for you YSAs. So I love them. That's good. All right. Well, um, today we are going to, on answers to gospel questions, we're going to explore uh, questions relative to prophets. You know, Brother Wing, years ago, uh, when one of the versions of the First Strength of Youth pamphlet came out, it seems like a new First Strength of Youth pamphlet comes out about every 10 to 15 years. So this was a little while ago. A new First Strength of Youth pamphlet came out, and I actually got an advanced copy because, you know, it's... I, it's important for me to have advanced copies of things. That's the only, that's the only advanced copy of anything I've ever received. But um, I, I showed it to my students. I'm like, hey, you guys know what I have here? I've got an advanced copy of the new for strength of youth pamphlet. And my kids, a lot of them were like, my seminary kids were like, hey, Brother Lawson, re- read it to us, read it to us. I'm like, all right, I'll read to you a little section or two. And one of my students, a young lady that was sitting in the back, she actually, she put her fingers in the, in her ears and started going, no, 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 no. As I was reading this, I'm like, what, what are you doing? And she's like, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear what's in the new for strength youth pamphlet. Cause I do not want to be accountable for what is in there. All right. So as I was reading Amos, as I was reading Amos this, this week, I was thinking about that young lady because, uh, the individuals that Amos, who was just like a, a herdsman, some sort of cattle rancher, and was just called out of nowhere to be a prophet, he was dealing with people like that student, like a whole group of people like that student that that didn't want to hear what he had to say. But really, in essence, they didn't want to hear what God had to say through the prophet Amos. What do you notice there in, in the book of Amos, Brother Wing? Yeah, I, I first noticed this here in chapter 2, verse 12 where it says, and this is a pretty tough way of saying it, it they commanded the prophets saying, prophesy not. <laughs> you're not allowed. Can you imagine telling President Nelson, you're not allowed to speak at General Conference because we are tired of hearing your prophecies. Yeah, so it's, I mean, that's a pretty, uh, they're not just ignoring the prophets or discounting or just kind of like being casual about applying what the prophets say. Like this is a, this is much more aggressive and they are just outright saying, don't talk, don't prophesy. Mm-hmm. We don't want to hear anything that you have to say. So this is a full uh, rejection 
of the right. prophet's words. So do you think that, um, like, what is God, what's God supposed to do when people aren't listening to a prophet? What, I mean, what is he supposed to do? Is he supposed to call a new prophet? Like, yeah, well, maybe they'll like this guy. He's a little bit more charismatic, maybe a little bit better looking or something like that. What, what does God do when people choose not to listen to a prophet? Yeah, well, the following verses there in chapter two, two show that it says, because of this, there it says, therefore, their flight shall perish from the swift. The strong shall not strengthen his force. And it basically reminds them that there's going to be consequences for rejecting prophets. And those consequences are that the, you're not going to be fast enough or rich enough or smart enough, you know, to, to avoid the consequences that come. Prophets are there to warn, to protect um, to to lead, you know, to to Christ, and so this rejection has unwanted consequences, and so uh, that's that's kind of what Amos's message is here. That if you do reject these, uh, then what is God left to do but allow the consequences of their choice to come about? So I got a question for you. There's this guy later on in the book of Amos named Amaziah, and this is in chapter seven. He, uh, right around verse 10, he's a priest of Bethel. Bethel means house of God. Uh, and it, it sounds a lot like Bethlehem, right? Uh, he was a priest. So, I mean, he's a church leader. Amos comes in saying, um, everybody needs to repent. Everybody needs, you know, you're wicked. You need to repent. And he says, to, he says Amos hath conspired against thee. In the midst of the house of Israel, this land is not able to bear all his words. So he, I should have said, Amaziah told the king of Israel, we got to get rid of Amos because the land is not able to bear all his words. What is the fear of Amaziah? What, like, how do you interpret that when he says the land is not able to bear all the words of this prophet? What's his, what's his fear? Uh, that's a great question because it seems like there's, He's saying we're not ready for this, maybe mm -hmm. in, the, in the best sense, you know, like we just right. can't handle uh, the truth here. We can't we can't uh, we're not on a we're not ready to apply what he's teaching. It could they they might feel that way, but it seems like it's actually more evil um, in, its, in its intent there that is like we we don't want this. Uh, there's going to be some uh, problem or difficulty temporally that we don't want if we try to apply his words. And so we just want him gone. Well, here's what I believe. I believe that if God sends a prophet to tell me something that I need to change, that God is also going to provide a way for me to accomplish that, right? Kind of a little bit Nephi-esque there. I think that Exercising faith in Jesus Christ also means exercising faith in his prophets. Some people might try to avoid that by saying things like, well, I, I follow Jesus Christ. I just, I, I don't agree with the, with the prophets or apostles on this issue. I was just talking to a young lady who, who has a real hard time understanding the church's stance on a few issues regarding uh, LGBTQ plus stuff. Um but she has chosen to exercise faith in a prophet. And though she doesn't understand all the policies and maybe even a little of the doctrine uh, about those, that those policies are based upon, she's still chosen to have faith uh, and exercise faith in the words of that prophet. And ultimately 
you can't exercise faith in Jesus Christ fully without also exercising faith in in his prophets. And so her faith in a prof, in a prophet is really expressing faith in in Jesus Christ. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's he he is the spokesman. That's where it goes with, you know, we've passed over Amos 3 7 here. Right. Where it says, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. Like he's gonna speak through prophets. And so it really is that we we um are showing our listening ear to the Lord when we prayerfully and faithfully uh use what the prophets speak um and what they say. And Amaziah is this kind of like this worldly way of looking at prophets because he's like, we don't want this. I mean, verse 12 is really interesting where he says, go flee thee away into the land of Judah. Like just, just leave us go away. He uses that word, word go and prophesy not, but it's, it's Amos that reminds him he's in verse 15. He says, the Lord took me as I followed the flock and the Lord said unto me, go prophesy unto my people, Israel. And so they're both using the word go, like they're saying opposite things here. And obviously Amos is going to uh, follow the Lord, but Amaziah has got this kind of, um, look, we'll, we'll let you prophesy if we like what you prophesy <laughs> and, but it's not his choice. And, and, you know, he can, he can definitely choose not to listen, um, but he can't command the prophet um, right. to not prophesy when the Lord has told him to. So maybe a good application for us uh, would be uh, there's there's a few ways to chase prophets off. You can do the Amaziah way um, and chase them off that way, kick them out of your kingdom. But another way that probably happens more often is this by by choosing not to listen to a prophet or review what a prophet has said. Luckily, we have access to to. President Nelson's prophecies. He prophesied in general conference, this last general conference, as well as the other prophet seers and revelators uh, prophesied. So what did they prophesy of? Let's let's listen to these prophets, uh, President Nelson and the others, and not chase them away, uh, but rather be up to date with and familiar with the words that they say and the prophecies that they make, the encouragement and counsel that they give us. Yeah. All right, student. Oh, you go ahead, Brother Wing. Here's a little taste, just to end this. Here's a little mm-hmm. taste of what President Nelson taught. He said, each person who makes covenants in baptismal fonts and in temples and keeps them has increased access to the power of Jesus Christ. So there's, this, there's something that he taught. And then here's a prophetic injunction. He said, please ponder that stunning truth. Mm-hmm. So it's worth, there's, there's just a little thing that President Nelson um, told us to do. And that we can ponder that truth about the power that we get, uh, the power of Jesus Christ that we get through covenants. That's awesome. That's an excellent example of a prophecy and counsel given. I mean, it's a modern day Amos is President Nelson and so and all those prophets, seers and revelators. So let's review what they've said and act on those and not chase away any of these prophets uh, from our midst. All right, students, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Answers to Gospel Questions. Uh, Share it with somebody else. Come to our Institute class. We have in-person classes. we got an online Zoom class. We'd love to have you be a part of wherever you're listening to this from, especially if you're the guy listening from Papua, Papua New Guinea. We want you to, to come to our Institute class. But uh, you just reach out to us, let us know. We love you guys, everybody. Stay right.